Welcome to the Family Room, sponsored by Versprite, where we offer hope, encouragement, and wisdom centered on biblical truth and Catholic teaching, because God's kingdom begins at home. Now welcome your hosts, Mari, John, and Craig, right here on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome into the family room. I am Mari, and I'm here with my co-host. And actually, I have three co-hosts today. We're doing something a little different today. So we got John. Hey, John. Hey. And we got Craig. Hey, Craig. Hello there. And we have today, we have Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi there. So Dave is our producer. He's actually our um, programming and production manager here at The Quest. Correct. And he usually is the one pushing all the buttons and telling us when to start and stop and fixing all of our mistakes. And nobody, since we're on radio, nobody gets to hear hear him or see him, actually. But today we get to see him. So welcome. We're so glad you're here with us, yeah, Dave. Yeah, thanks. I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, actually, so am I, because, <laughs> because <laughs> as we've talked about, you know, many times you, you guys are used to us having a really amazing guest mm-hmm. um, with us, somebody who's written a book or somebody who leads a ministry or a theologian. We've had all kinds of amazing theologians. And you can go back and listen to all of our podcasts and hear from amazing people like Dr. Dr. Edward Sree, um, or Do- did I say that right? Edward yeah, yeah. He, did. He, did. he goes by Ted, so, so all of a sudden I got Edward Sree by um, Ralph Martin, a lot of local people here. But once in a while, we like to also have a banter show because it's important, you know, for us to just let you guys know a little bit about who we are and just be real with you about what's going on in our lives. So since we decided we were going to banter and be real today, we decided we'd throw the ball about four ways around this table instead of just three ways and include Dave. So, Dave, we're glad that you're bantering with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we banter, because we do ask necess- we do absolutely need the intercession of the Holy Spirit for today's show, John, <laughs> would you open us in prayer? Oh, be happy to do that in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, just be with us now. We are genuinely excited to just have some time to be open to what you would have us understand and what you would have us reveal and share with our listeners today. This is a it's a great time in the world and it's an incredibly crazy time in our world and we just ask you to pour out your gifts, your gifts of wisdom and and, and right judgment and, and and fear of the Lord and just pour it out and, and open our minds and hearts that as we speak today and share thoughts and, and understandings that we might touch the hearts and minds and souls of the people that God has chosen for us to touch this this, this day and that it'll make a change in their lives and in our lives. And Father, we are just so grateful for just giving this to us and, and allowing us to be part of your plan uh, in this in this effort today. Father, we give you thanks and praise, and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 So 2022, compared to 2,000 years ago when Christ was born, feels to me potentially that their world was a little bit like ours. Mm. You know, a lot of chaos going on, a lot of, you know, um, challenges with life in general, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's within the church or whether it's the Romans, whoever it is. Um, interesting thinking about the anticipation for us in today's world. You know, I know I keep looking for Christ to keep coming back in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how did Christ kind of break into the world back then? Yeah. You know, what 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 hope all of a sudden did he bring and, and what happened? So 
Just throwing the question out to you, as you look at Advent, how do you all anticipate Christ's coming? Is it the same as it was 20 years ago, or do you have a little bit different view today? You know, so as you were saying that, I was thinking about what was the hope? You know, Christ came as a baby. He only came to a few people at the beginning. But what struck me as you said that was they were looking for him. So the people who he came to, they had been looking for him. So they were anticipating him coming. So when the angels appeared to the shepherds in the fields, they had been trained up, you know, as Jewish people, as children, you know, of Israel, the nation of Israel, they knew that there was going to be a Messiah. So when the angel came and said, be not afraid, you know, and the Lord has come and the Lord is with you. And they, um, they had anticipation. And I guess that's what I'm thinking about. Does our world have anticipation anymore? You know, I mean, do, do they know that he has come, he is coming, he will come again. And there are a lot of people, especially if you look at the statistics, not only in the United States, but around the world, the statistics of people who are nuns, N-O-N-E-S, mm-hmm. that yep. they don't know, they they don't have any faith anymore of any um, form of religion at all. So they do they just not have hope? Because part of the hope is in the anticipation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know with myself, you know, obviously I'm a believer, but every advent i have to remind my you know i have to get into that yeah it, it doesn't just come it's like oh yeah it's you know i have to meditate and pray on it yeah and and to to really get into that mindset mm-hmm. yeah yeah if you don't meditate and pray on it or don't take the time mm-hmm. to anticipate it'll be it's gone yeah. like i just think right now if i just turn my business brain on it's it's somewhere in the middle of january as we speak, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's easy to do. It's very easy to do, and it's and it's frustrating because this is like a, a you know a special time of the year, and it's so easy to let that slide by. And you say your brain's in the middle of January because you're already it, making plans. Yeah, we're just for like January. moving through, and you, and yeah. you do it, and it's 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 hard. I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone, and it, and it doesn't have to be your work, right? You could right. be a stay-at-home mom. And you've got the Christmas list to take care of and the decorations yeah. to take care mm-hmm. of and all these things that have to be done. And um, and they're Christmas things, right? And you're like, I've got to do the Christmas things now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe I'm the only one that that happens to. The Grinch and the Scrooge wrapped in one. Yeah, yeah. Right, here I am. Well, right? but And we were talking about this earlier, but now I've got family up in Detroit. Right. And so we're going up there. Uh, we had plans I mean, all summer long, we've been talking about it. We're going to go up to Detroit and visit family for Christmas. And uh-huh. it's a 13-hour drive. Wow. Uh, it It's not a fun drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when you get up there, it, it, I love my family. I do. But... Oh, here, I, there had to be... There, I know there was a but. Now, is but there more? No. Uh, I mean, they're great people. They really are. It, it, and it, I don't know. I'm just not sleeping in my own bed. Yeah. I'm, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just it, there, there's there's stress involved. Yeah, of you course. Know? So honestly, and I, I, I feel terrible for saying this, and I hope my family is not listening. <laughs> they, they don't know to listen for me on this show. So uh, We're sending them a tape for Christmas, <laughs> so be careful. <laughs> but honestly, I was, I, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, hey, we, 
we got to get out of this. What, what, what excuse can we come up with that we... we and, and... The medicine cabinets are all very dirty and full of stuff. Let's say, clean the medicine cabinets. My sock drawer is just so disorganized. I got all the t-shirts are in... They're not in alphabetical order. So, but, but then... And a former co-worker of mine and a friend of mine uh he he passed away this morning mm-hmm. 2 15 oh. in the morning and and so it, sorry. that hits and it's like you know life is too short yeah i we, we've got to go up there there's yeah. no choice yeah. in yeah. going up there yeah. and not going yeah. up there you know so yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna make a the you know 13 14 hour drive and we're gonna you know isn't that interesting how that event brought such clarity to the decision yeah. for you yeah. yeah, and it's sad that it took that. Yeah. Well, but it's an interesting parallel to um, going back to, I mean, Mari, what you said, you know, Our Lady was praying about the birth of Christ, had no idea she would be participating in it like that. Yeah. Joseph was doing the same thing. Yeah. And let's just kind of put it together. Their Christmas plans changed. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden yeah. Mary's dedicated to the, to the temple and now God says, you're going to get pregnant. And she's like, time out. I don't want to be married. I want to. Yeah. Praise you, I'm going to do these things. And Joseph is going, okay, I'm going to marry this woman. I like to pray a lot, too. I want to do my thing. She's pregnant. Wait a second. I got to get rid of her. I got to cut ties with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you need to do that. Love God. Love each other. And then all of a sudden, they have a journey. And they end up mm-hmm. journeying into an area that was not their hometown. They went from, what, Nazareth to Bethlehem. Yeah. Christ is born in kind of the most un sophisticated mm-hmm. circumstances. And then shortly after that, they've got to leave to go to Egypt. I mean, I'm tying a lot of different things together, but it's like, and I'm complaining about my Christmas to, to, to your point, David, yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to take my time to go visit this family, mm-hmm. but out of love. And if we contemplate, if I contemplate on Christ in that circumstance, mm-hmm. God loved us. He brought Christ into the world out of love. Mm -hmm. They did what they needed to do out of love for each other. I've lost sight of love at Christmas because of the tediousness of Mm -hmm. I got work stuff to get done. I got to figure out gifts. You know, love family. But like you said, man, where are we going? Who's coming? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm not anticipating Christ in these circumstances i'm just anticipating what challenges god are you giving me this year that i don't want Mm. so when when you said when you started out craig and you said um you know i wonder you know two thousand years ago the first thing that came to my mind and was there's nothing new under the sun yeah ecclesiastes there's There's (laughs) nothing new under the sun and um it's it the whole idea of love sounds all fluffy and oh, you should love this time of year. We were talking about Hallmark uh, Christmas shows, right? <laughs> it's like, well, that's, I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't diss on that, but, um, uh, but um, I think the idea is if you go 2000 years back, it wasn't like, like what's going to be on the Christmas list, you know, whatever. These are people anticipating. Mari, you said these were learned people. Shepherds even had their had schooled yeah. their scripture, and they they've been taught, right? And, and they had a big part because right. they were the ones who were preparing the. They were the ones choosing the lamb right. that were going to be used right. for the for the sacrifice. Had to be pure. And, 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 but that's lamb. that's yeah. a really good point because yeah. while they weren't working on all the crazy stuff that we're working on, part of the reason that the scribes and Pharisees, that they get a they get a justified bad rap. But remember, they were devout Jews, mm-hmm. right? And so they were so wrapped up 
in their version of Christmas gifts, like, what do I got to do? It's like, well, he will have to be born here. And, and what about that? And, and that's not how it's going to work. And they, he blew right by, you know, it'll go better for, you know, I forget the two cities, uh, side, well, side, anyway, on the judgment day. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a greater, you know, you have a greater than, uh, Solomon here. I just, I think I just messed up three different scriptures <laughs> all together. We're just gonna we're just gonna say. Okay, that. so you know what's kind of cool? Okay, I just watched the chosen Christmas special. Oh, yeah. um, with my best friend, kind of in this anticipation. What do you do during Advent to start to put your heart and your mind into it? And as you were saying that, it made me think of the Pharisees and the the and the scribes and everybody. What they did for the with the shepherds is they were the ones who gave the shepherds the the cloths that were the swaddling claws for the lambs that the shepherds were bringing to them. So they gave the shepherds swaddling claws that were supposed to be used for the lambs. And so what they did in The Chosen was they, they it uh, made it very clear that when Mary was having her baby and, you know, and if you go um, and do some research into it, Jesus was probably, when we talk about the cradle, I know you're my crush under the tree. It looks like a little cradle. Because that's, you know, a little um, the trough that the animals ate, ate out of. But it was probably like this stone trough that they ate out of. So Mary and Joseph put the cloth uh, at, for the swaddling right. claws that the, uh, down there for Jesus to lay in. That was the, those were the claws that they got from the, the people who let them use the barn, who happened to be shepherds. So the very claws that the... Um, the Pharisees had given to the shepherds for the newborn lamb that was going to be the sacrificial lamb, unblemished, perfect sacrificial lamb were the same claws that were used to swaddle Jesus, who was, became the ultimate sacrificial lamb. Do you ever get the sense that God like had a plan from the beginning? (laughs) Do you ever get that sense? Like things could fit together. Pretty great. Isn't it cool? And that's it. You know, if if we are ever, if we are able to be still enough, there's so much that he gives us because my girlfriend and I who are watching the movie together, we both looked at each other like, how did we not know this? How, after all of these years, Mm -hmm. right. Of following after Jesus, this is another piece of the story. That's just, you know, jaw dropping and so cool. There's so many pieces to God's plan that he wants to continue to continue to reveal. So cool. And I think that's, uh, a beautiful way to think about too how Christ was already born, like we just said that right two thousand mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. But if I'm willing to get up every day and sit quietly and seek him, and you said it, you know, really mm-hmm. seek him out, he'll be reborn every single day. Cause there's scriptures I've read that you're like, Holy smokes, I didn't remember that, I didn't see yeah. that or whatever. Yeah. And it's just interesting how Christ wants to be reborn every day. And oftentimes lately for me in my life, it's against the plans I've set up. It's Mm -hmm. in circumstances that normally I would look at and go, this is garbage. What a terrible day. What a terrible week. And we just had some stuff this week going on with, you know, my son's truck getting towed and different things, you know, from health issues or whatever. And Kelly and I were talking, and she was like, what a bad week. And I said, you know, it was in one regard. But for me, it was an awesome week. Mm. And I want to say this, right? Because God showed up in a very real way in yeah. all of this. Yeah. I didn't have to wait six months for an answer. It was mm-hmm. like, we really need you right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he showed up. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. still the discomfort was there, but the peace was there. You know, if you want to say the love was there, he was reborn in every one of those circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? That was awesome. Still stunk. It was still not easy, but it's like, wow, you really want to be here all day, every day. I, it's, I, awesome. I have a stutter. No, I, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm belying any any private secrets here in any way. There's a gentleman on our team in, in uh, at work who is in his 40s, I think, late 40s probably, super good guy, diagnosed with colon cancer, mm. and and now it it's on his uh, it's other on our other organs, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had a team meeting this week, and this is not a downer story. So, no. so clear, clear that. <laughs> but um, but it, it made me think of it when you were saying what's going on, Craig, because we did the big FaceTime thing on the big screen in, in the in the room and he could see everybody and everybody could see him. The, the man like it just had a smile. He mm. he had the same smile. He, he's lost, you know, weight. And he, but it was he. It, and it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to smile for you guys because thanks for doing this. I mean, the man from his heart to to his mouth was smiling. And he's getting ready to, for the battle of his life, right? And uh, at the battle for his life. And yet, the I would say, as difficult as it was for him, everybody in that room was genuinely motivated to, to do whatever, to pray for him, to... Uh, to to get after work to pick up the load and uh, and it was be- and somebody said it and I think Mari you, you in fact you may be ready to talk about that right yeah. so I'll just be quiet but I think yeah. that that there's that, that even you know it it might not be for Michael. Yeah. that Michael's going through this, yeah, right? And I think that's probably it. where you're going to take us, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm reading a book right now, and it was so um, it's so interesting to think about when we go through pain like with with your friend who's Mm -hmm. going through that kind of pain there are different ways that that god is going to use pain god never is the cause of pain our god is good and he can't cause pain because he's good he can't cause um these but he can also he can always bring good out of it he can use it for our good in different ways and um and this book I'm ta- reading talks about, you know, sometimes our pain we're going through is because of our own sin. Not, not That's not your friend's case at all, but sometimes it's for us to learn. Right. Um, but he said sometimes it's for the good of other people. And if you stay, I love this line, it says, if you stay focused on God's goodness and do not get bitter, God will use your pain for the benefit of others. Just like he did for Joseph in right. the story in Genesis. And I think sometimes we forget to look at God's goodness, but if we focus on good, God's goodness, like you were just saying, Craig, you look at your week and you go, oh my gosh, this bad thing happened, this bad thing happened, but where was God? Where was God? And you're like, oh wow, you were there and you were there and you were there and you start focusing on his goodness and all of a sudden your mind turned to, this was actually a, a really awesome week. Um, yeah, and let me be clear too, that's not my normal disposition. <laughs> Um, you know, God's been working on me for years to, yeah. you know, be grateful in everything, in all mm-hmm. circumstances, prayer, give thanks, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And again, heard it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. And then it's, I mean, for me, it was pretty much like, I don't really have much of a choice. Yeah. You know, God, I just need to trust you. In the, I mean, think about it. Mary, you know, got beat to death in her body, to, you know, ride, riding a, a mule to a donkey to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. 
couldn't stay in a plush bed, had to stay, whatever. I mean, could have ruined the entire nativity whatsoever and been like, okay, this was terrible. God's awful. But yet she continued to say, yes, she continued to say, but I love you, God. I'm going to do whatever you want. I'm your handmaiden. Mm -hmm. We never talk about Joseph, but I guarantee you, Joseph was like, yep, I'm going to support you. We're going to do what we need to do. And he was probably on his hands and knees just saying, you know, Lord, I need your help. I need your guidance. And God entered in and brought beauty. The, the Christ, the Savior of the world, was born into that messed up situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not euphoric and I'm certainly not Mr. Positivity, but it's a revelation that I think coming into Christmas, God's giving me like, I don't care how bad things look. Keep your eyes yeah. on me this season. Look at that baby in that crash or manger, that, manger yeah. that whatever mm-hmm. and have hope yeah have hope that the world's going to change yeah yeah that was the world's first king-size bed wasn't it <laughs> uh, that's awesome boom. that was a good one though <laughs> so one of the things that you just said you actually as you were going through that craig you mentioned my favorite scripture one of my favorite scriptures and it's the one about be joyful always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you and it's from um first thessalonians five sixteen through 18 and what's cool is when we were talking to um ralph martin he was talking about you know a lot of people say what's god's will for my life what's god's will for my life and he said it's right there in scripture if you turn that scripture backwards it says this is god's will for you to be joyful, to pray continuously, to give thanks in all circumstances. So, you know, during these times where we're thinking and back to the beginning, how messed up the world is, how all the the challenges that we're seeing, but can we focus on him? Can we continue to focus on him by praying, by being joyful, by giving thanks? And if we do, that totally changes everything for us. Yeah. yeah, like in Dave's circumstance where it was like, I yeah. don't want to do this I was trip because it, yeah. yeah. it's a problem yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Right Now being grateful that, you know what, I got family I can go visit as crazy as I am and they are. What a blessing, Lord. Well, and it is. I mean, you think about the people that don't have what right. I have. Right. You know, they're not as fortunate as I am. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I need to take advantage of that while I can. Yeah, right. exactly. You're journeying to Bethlehem now. Yes. <laughs> Bethlehem, Back to your Michigan. hometown. <laughs> well, and, and if you think about it, too, like I said earlier, I, you know, I'm not going to sleep in my own bed, but I'll be sleeping in a bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I think yeah. it's valid, right? Not in a right? stable. Yeah, yeah. They won't exactly. put you in a stable. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, I don't have it that bad. Right. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, the other scripture I love is, um, draw near to me and I will dr- not draw near to thee. You know, you. draw near to God and God will draw near to you. And the way we draw near to him is by praising him, by being thankful, by being joyful, by mm-hmm. praying. Right. Yeah. All of that. Sometimes I think it's easy to get like pie in the sky. I love the idea of though Dave's got to go to his family. And by the way, your wife texted, there is no bed. You'll be on just, the floor. I just want you to know that. So good for you. Days off purgatory. Um, but, um, but I was thinking that, um, again, just very practically in this busy time, just find something either to be grateful for yeah. or for which to be grateful or just be kind to somebody. And I can give you a pretty strengthy list of people who, when I think about reaching out and touching them. <laughs> Does that mean a poke in the eye versus a Yeah, I'm not a necessarily hug? the nicest, most Christian man, right? And um, and it's just very easy 
Um, and again, I was just reminded of it this week with all these diverse people in this room, and they are an awesome crowd. At but, work, you're talking about. Yeah, at mm-hmm. work. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and and that there's a there's a, there was a genuine kindness, and, mm-hmm. and there were plenty of points in time where you're like, you know, you, you could be full of something that it allows plants to grow quickly. Um, there was none of that, right? There was there were contentious moments, but it was I was just really impressed by people just being polite and genuine but still direct. And Christmas is perfect time for that, right? Yeah. It's just like like whoever's going to get your bed, Dave, be nice to him. <laughs> just be nice to him. Say, you know, I'm, I hope that's a nice bed for you. And could you rub this part of my back? <laughs> well, and think about for those of us who do have faith, who do have yes. the hope, right? That's even more reason we're supposed to be nice and be kind because for those nuns, N-O-N-E-S, is again, if they don't have hope, then can we give them a taste of what hope would feel like, what it yes. would be like? Yes. You know, can we be Christ to them by well, that, listening, by reaching out in some special way to love them? And yeah. be the example of, you know, that so that they'll look at you and go, you know, I, I want a piece of that. I want what yeah. you have. Yeah. What is it that you yes. have? I want that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I look at, we're talking about having hope, and I know I said, you know, here's all I, my perspective is. You know, what I didn't say is some of these circumstances, I'm like, you know, God, right now, I don't want to be your friend. I don't really <laughs> want to spend any time with you because I'm really mad over these. Mm-hmm. Why does mm-hmm. this keep happening? Mm-hmm. And because of people like John who are on a men's team with me and, and, and priests that I know and holy people that I've been blessed to have around me, including Mari and Dave and everybody, but they point me back to, you just got to, God's okay with that. God's okay oh, with yeah. you battling with him a little bit mm-hmm. and sitting there and saying, okay, I'm done. I've, 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 I've complained and God smiles and says, yeah, you're not getting coal in your stocking. It's okay because I want to bring you closer to me. I want you to grow in humility or whatever it is for me. John, John keeps grinning at me. Go ahead, John. No, no, no. I think I, I. We talked about it with uh, with one of our guests just about praying when praying is ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we got to wrap up for the this half. And so, but there's a bunch of cool things we can talk about. Just nice messages that you can send that are scripture in many cases. Yeah, right? yeah. Sending so, message to yeah. We'll how how can we? How that. can we reach yeah. out? How can we love them yeah. and all that? Yeah. So, um, if you were just joining us, you were here with us in the family room, and we are having a a different show today. So we're just bantering. So John and Craig and and Dave and I are just talking about all things Advent and Christmas right now. When we come back from the break, let's talk a little bit about. Um, um, just some good things and good messages that don't require, you know, Bible thumping and things like that, but just sharing the good thoughts with people. Cause I think there's a lot of opportunities just to say a good word or do a good thing and share why there is reason to, to have hope at a crazy, crazy time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe what are, what are some of the ways that people brought hope into your life when yeah. you really needed yeah. it? Yeah. Lots of good people. Great. Yeah. And we all need that support from other people to remind us that we need to be grateful when we don't want to be we'll be right back inside the family room in moments sponsored by Versprite on the quest in today's world cybersecurity is critical for your business award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers for protection now see versprite.com that's versprite.com the quest thanks Versprite for their support the quest presents pro-life minutes Healthcare providers should care about health, right? Why then has Planned Parenthood's actual women's healthcare services dropped over 72% in the last 10 years? Abortion is not healthcare. Abortion kills. Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in the United States. 
with 700 abortion facilities, and in the 2019 fiscal year, they ended 345,672 innocent American lives. This is an increase of 13,000 in the last year and 25,000 over the last two years. To put that in context, that is about half the population of Washington, D.C. Why then does the United States government continue to send the millions of taxpayer dollars in funding and grants year after year? If we don't stop them, no one will. Let's love God by loving life. Show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is AJ with The Quest. Did you know that we are on a mission to invite, inform, and inspire listeners like you? We want you to embrace your journey and take one step closer to God by not only listening, but engaging with us. In fact, we could use your help with making this vision a reality. I ask you to prayerfully consider joining us as a missionary to help with volunteer tasks at our studio in Roswell, Georgia. If you feel called to help and would like to learn more, please send us an email at info at thequestatlanta.com. Does your parish, charitable organization, or ministry have an upcoming event that you'd like to promote? Advertise it on AM 1160, the Quest Community Calendar. It's easy and there's never a fee. Just visit thequestatlanta.com, click on events, and submit your activity or event. Enhance the success of your community outreach event. Take advantage of the Quest Atlanta's complimentary community calendar and gain more exposure to the Metro Faith community. Submit your event at thequestatlanta.com today. St. Joseph was a man of few words. In fact, not a single word of his was recorded in Scripture. But the Father of Jesus spoke abundantly in his silence, and he certainly gave us a lot to talk about. Want to go deeper? Listen to the St. Joseph series on your Quest app and on thequestatlanta.com. We're back in the family room, sponsored by Versprite, right here on AM 1160, The Quest. We're having conversation about Christmas and Advent and Christ entering in. And before we went into break, John was talking about, you know, different stories of joy and how God wants to enter in. But before we do that, before the show started, we talked about Dave's favorite family room memory. So we're putting you on the spot on your favorite family room memory. And it's not a Christmas or Advent story. That's okay. But, well, I grew up in a, a little town in, in Michigan. You've seen Andy Griffith show. Yeah. yeah. It Basically Mayberry. I ah. mean, it's a small town like that. One of my fondest memories from when I was a kid was on Sunday, the whole family would go to Mass. We, uh, I think we had a, a 67 Ford station wagon. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm have, i one of five, youngest of five, so we'd all pile in and you know fight over who got to sit in the way back. And, <laughs> and, I want a window. Yeah, right. And, uh, and so we'd, we'd go to Mass uh, on Sunday morning. After Mass, we would stop at uh, Spagnola's. Was a, it was kind of a... a uh, not a drugstore, but like they had fountain, like a you know you could sit at the bar on the stools, sure. and yeah, had, yeah. You know, ser- drinks. served up fountain drinks, yeah. and they had candy and all sorts of different things. And this does sound like Mayberry, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so my dad would always get the Sunday paper there, the Detroit News, and uh, and then you know 
fight over who got the funnies and all that. Yeah. But, uh, then we would always get like a, a, a snack, like a... I remember the what's that stuff you like? You make that uh, chip dip with the uh, in the packet. You put it in sour cream. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. nor like French onion, like the yeah, North yeah, French yeah, onion yeah, soup exactly. mixed in sour exactly. cream. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That, so that we'd get it. like Lay's potato chips, and then uh, and and then that was in preparation for Sunday evening. We'd watch the Wonderful World of Disney. Ah, yeah, maybe yeah, in the yeah, family yeah. room and eat the chips and dip, and maybe pop some popcorn. And uh, so that that's my fond. <laughs> childhood memory in the family room that is very cool that is very cool all right john what's your favorite christmas family room memory christmas was an awesome time at our house as i recall we had like certain traditions and i don't remember what they all were the first thing that comes to mind we always said the rosary so we we would abstain on christmas eve because you're not supposed to eat meat on christmas eve right so we, we would abstain um, the TV guide that came with the Chicago Daily News always did a countdown on how many shopping days left till Christmas. And so, and then it was at the bottom of the front page every day. Um, and, and we would be pretty excited about that. But um, we opened gifts on Christmas Eve, mm. um, not on Christmas Day. I don't know whether that's a German tradition. I, I've come across different people. All of our family did that. Barb's family all opened it on Christmas morning. So we open it on Christmas morning. Um, so no, you're such a wise man. Yes, yes. Um, but um, I, I don't know why I remember this because we got in trouble. But we would pray the rosary, say the rosary um, around the Christmas tree, and the presents were all laid out. And you couldn't open a present until the rosary was done. It's like there's probably some. There I were probably John some... Rapid Fire. How many of you living in this? <laughs> no, because to pass the time, like we had those old, big old. Christmas lights, the big ones, right? Yeah, that are now yeah. coming back in style now, but they weren't LED, so they got hot. Yes, they did. And like the red ones and the blue ones, the darker ones, they got particularly hot. And you could take a piece of that tinsel that was kind of plastic uh-huh. coated, and if you held it on the blue light just right, you could stretch it out. And, and this is stretch. what you would do during the rosary? This is what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> this is what we were doing until my grandmother would see what we were up to. And then there was like, you got the twist on your ear and, and you were back focused on whatever decade it was. But I mean, I, maybe we should cut that out of the show. I don't know. But, <laughs> no, but it, just, it just it reminded me, it reminds me of... I, maybe even a little bit of how God is. He's looking, we're, Mary, we're praying the rosary. You got to get back focused on it, but it's okay. You're going to drift off. Come on back. Mary has never tweaked my ear. God has kicked my butt, but Mary has never <laughs> tweaked my ear. Um, but I don't know. That's So that's one of them, just praying, praying the rosary around Christmas with a presence under the tree. And before anybody concludes that I am holy, Praying the rosary only because that was the prelude to opening gifts. I'm just being very honest, right? So, I mean, I have come to appreciate the rosary in a great way, but I'm, it was, yeah, it, was kid, it was, yeah, I get yeah, it. it was there. Anyway, so that's And then, Mari, is there like Guam story in there yeah, somewhere? Yeah, there is. Else? Okay, so it's so funny because as I'm thinking about this, we were not that holy, I guess. I do, I, I mean, I remember going to Christmas Eve Mass. We would go to Christmas Eve Mass sometimes. Sometimes we'd go to Christmas morning, but... We open presents on Christmas morning, um, but what I when I think about Christmas and I think about our family room is my mom was an artist and she just had a beautiful eye for things and so everything was just beautiful mm-hmm. and our Christmas tree was always beautiful and she always had these amazing ornaments from all over the place and actually uh, both all 
ornaments from every place we traveled, but also ornaments that we got to make too. So one of my favorite ornaments was ornaments that we made in Girl Scouts. And on Guam, we had these huge snails. They weren't just like, you get, you guys can see my hands, the listeners can't, but the snails were like three inches, like two and a half, three inch long s- snails. So the snail shells were these Almost as big, big as your fist. Yeah, yeah. These, the snail shells were these big snail shells. And we spray painted them gold. And I still have Christmas ornaments that were these wow. gold snail shells. Wow. So when I think of Christmas, I think of all those beautiful ornaments. The tree's so beautiful. My dad was meticulous with the tinsel. You would not be stretching and burning my dad's <laughs> tinsel, John. Well, <laughs> your dad should meet Barbara. Like, she goes nuts if we don't Oh, you have to put on the tinsel one at a time. Yeah, oh, There's yeah. no throwing tinsel on the tree. Um, but then my favorite part, my favorite part of the Christmas tree was my parents had a beautiful crush because my parents... Um, Met and married in in Italy, in Rome. And so from Rome, they had this beautiful crush. And that was my favorite part was the crush underneath the Christmas tree. Um, So getting to have the baby Jesus and everybody and just thinking about that scene in that time. So my my thought, too, was we opened Christmas presents on Christmas morning. And I remember thinking how blessed we were, especially blessed we were because it was Guam, which meant on Christmas morning, it was warm, which meant if you got a bike for Christmas, you actually got to go ride your bike outside because it was warm. And I remember people saying, oh, but that's not like Christmas. And I'm saying, but that's like Jesus's Christmas. It was probably pretty warm and during Jesus's Christmas time. So, yep. Yeah, Are those snails still alive? <laughs> Sorry, it was the snail shell. No, okay, I'm just making sure. You can see a snail painted gold. That doesn't all smell like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> it is Guam, so I don't know. Yeah, okay, um, Craig, go ahead. Yeah, it's funny because you think about it. I remember uh, the old Sears catalog would come out for oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. holiday yeah. wish list. And yeah, you, now for, you circle what you wanted, oh, right? And, and, our, and our, most of our listeners may know what that was. Anybody you know much younger would have no clue. But you know, it was like four inches thick, and it went from everything from power tools. Of course, <laughs> the toys were all in the back, and yeah. you know you highlighted and put it on your Santa Christmas list. So I remember that anticipation. And, you know, I guess for me, the things I remember the most, you know, we decorated the house nice and everything, but we had a small family. There was only three of us, mm-hmm. but yeah, we had some extended family and we were blessed that on the holidays, we would rotate people's houses, but Christmas was at our house and family would pile in and, you know, they'd all be there and literally you had a dining room and a side room table set up. Yeah. And it was just, just fun having everybody together. And we had all gone to Mass in the morning ourselves. And Christmas was Christmas Day for us because, of course, Santa Claus came Christmas Eve. It was just having everybody together, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so before the break, John, you were saying, what are the ways that we can encourage, offer the hope? Uh, what were some of the things so you were thinking about? Just sharing good things. And there's a, there's a particular scenario uh, a, a month or two ago i was talking to a gentleman and um he had a very difficult childhood and in fact there was physical abuse mm. um he it wasn't good and um but it was it was easy to see in this person a faith if you will right mm-hmm. but he said right up he said i know i'm on kind of the way but I really struggle. And, and clearly the reason he struggles is like he doesn't have a very good father image. Mm. It'd be very difficult to have a good understanding of God the Father if the father image is, is not a good one, right? Yeah. And, um, but, and so we, we, 
we keep in touch. And, and one of the things that I just thought of recently is I, I really, and I thought of it that night, is I just want to sit down with him and, and either read The Prodigal Son mm-hmm. or kind of articulate the concept of The Prodigal Son and then just let him go read it. Um, because we, we, our father is just, if you could just get a, t- just a tiny, tiny sense of that, if he can just get a little glimmer of that, like, I feel there's enough faith there that the pieces will come together. Mm-hmm. And I only bring that up because it, whether it's a Christmas time or, or we were even talking before the show, like the, just the thought that I had was like, hey, let's just chill with one another a little bit, right? Where, mm-hmm. we're, where tensions are so high on so many things mm-hmm. that the devil does a dance every time we're mad at each other. If we can be mad at each other about the pronunciation of a word in the Bible and, or the, the devil's happy, right? So I just, I'm, I just, I think share like little scripture things. This is the family room. I know all the things that my grandmother shared with us growing up. Um, just share the good stories Take that time to, to remember something. David, I really, when when you said you, you're going to make the trek to Detroit, right? I'm like, you know what? You made a really good call. Sorry about the jesting with the bed. It's, uh, you know, and it's going to be bad. <laughs> it is. But, but, just so get ready. But, um, but you, you made that connection, right? It's like, hey, I'm not going to get there. A year from now, somebody at the event that you're going to be at may not be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now you're not going to have any regrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just some, I guess, commit not to have any regrets this Christmas. Well, season. and that, and if I can just follow up with that, uh, it's Christmas 2016, we went up there mm-hmm. and, uh, my oldest brother, we went to his house and in February of, of 2017, uh, he passed away of a heart attack. Uh-huh. Oh my word. So it's like, I'm so glad I went, yeah. Yeah. you know, to yeah. that Christmas. Yes. You know, yeah. that's the yeah. last time I got to see it. That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. And today's the anniversary of my dad's death. Mm. And one of the things that was, that I remember when, when my dad died and through the all awake and the funeral, and it was like, I have zero regrets, yeah. none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything I ever wanted to say to that man, good, bad, and indifferent, I said <laughs> more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, I did finally get a boy's haircut. Um, but, um, that's what he said. Get a haircut. I got a haircut, dad. Get a boy's haircut. Anyway, you can cut that. But, um, but, but there were, there were no regrets. Right. Right. And I think that's, do something to make sure if there's something that you regret, let's clean it up. Yeah. Maybe that's a a good Christmas thing. Yeah. 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 Before we go to the altar, right? Right. We're supposed to go and. Yeah. Go and make sure there are no regrets. So, yeah, during this time of year, we talked right before the break, we talked about looking for God. Where is God showing up? Craig, you had some great examples of this week, how God was showing up in beautiful ways. And what you're making me think of, both John and Dave, is look for places where God would want you to enter in. Mm -hmm. Where are the places where God wants you to go be Jesus to somebody? Mm -hmm. Where is their pain? Where is their hurt? Where is somebody... um, disconsolate, you know, what's going on and, and make it be very intentional about it because we can get busy. I, I know that, um, one of the family gatherings we just had, 
we had a few people at the gathering who were either sick or um, in pain. And it could have been really easy to get busy with, oh, let me help set the table. Let me help cook the food. Let me help whatever. But making an intentional thought to scan the room and say, wow, that person doesn't have anybody sitting next to them. They look like they need somebody to go and just listen to them and love on them and in whatever way it is. Yeah. And and as you said that, Mari, the, the thought is like, because if people listening, there could be people who are like, that's me. That's me, yeah. So where where do you have to let Jesus in? So mm-hmm. not where will you be Jesus for somebody else, but where is that ache where you say, here it is, Lord, and and lay out the swaddling cloth and let him let him lay down with you, yeah. right? And yeah. and try to heal that ache and fill that void. Yeah, that's, that's interesting too. That Martha Mary story mm-hmm. reminded me. Of what I you was just, just thinking of that. Yeah, <laughs> what, you, what you just said, right? Yeah. You know, hurry, hurry, hurry. She was doing the right thing, right? Mary had to do. Martha, Martha had to do the, the hard work, whatever. Yeah. It had to be done, but she prioritized that over sitting at the feet of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of times people say, "Well, Mary was lazy." Blah blah blah. blah. No, she just chose the better thing. And I find holidays for me, oftentimes it's still the running and whatever, and I think part of what set it right this week for me mm-hmm. was when I didn't want to pray. I said, "God, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to take the time to pray." Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to. God, I'm going to take the time to do that, or spend a little extra time, whatever it was. And I think that's where God ordered my day. Even today, right? We had a guest scheduled for you know taping that had to cancel. We had to pivot. God opened up things because I went to a meeting I really didn't want to go to that was you know faith based or whatever. And I just say that because I think that I need to remind myself constantly, you know, the holiday is about getting closer to Christ. It's mm-hmm. about letting Christ come in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, too many times it's, I don't have time. Uh, something's happened in my life that I'm afraid to let him in. And I know, Mario, you were telling a story about somebody that it was, you know, basically, can we pray to let Christ enter into a bad situation yeah. in your life right. that he wants to enter into? Yeah. Both my wife and my daughter had circumstances like that, praying with Melissa Foley, where they brought Christ into a challenging situation and he was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. literally in their mind, he showed up yeah. and he intervened. He He brought something to them that healed something in Kelly that gave Gabrielle a little more peace and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's real. I mean, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what else yeah. to say. Yeah. He's real. He wants to be there. He wants to be involved and yeah. he, he just wants to love. I mean, yeah. I, you know, simplifying it sounded like adult maybe. Mm. He just wants to love. He does. And yeah. all around us, as John says, you know, other times, we're just looking at a bunch of dislike, a lot of hate, a lot of lack of love in mm-hmm. conversations, in interactions with people. Mm-hmm. And now's the perfect time for me to sit and go, all right, Lord, fill me up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I can be that. And oh, by yeah. the way, heal me of this part of me that doesn't want to sit with you right now because I want to be busy doing something I should yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's God's healing. Or I don't want to sit with you because I don't agree with you. You know, you think as you were saying exactly. that, I was thinking about, you know, Jesus loved. He didn't actually agree with everybody, but he loved them. You know, he he called Matthew the tax collector who was oppressing his people, who was creating terrible burden on his people, and he looked at Matthew with gentleness and with love and said, "Come, come, follow me. Come be part of this." And he loved Matthew, even though he didn't 
necessarily agree with what Matthew is doing. Sure. And there's so many times where he doesn't agree with something that I'm doing or thinking or whatever, but he still wants me to just rest in him and experience his love, which is what Mary did at his feet. Just just using that same example too, though, you know, so many times you look at the the Lazarus story Mm -hmm. and Christ intentionally didn't heal him early on because he wanted to bring a greater glory to that situation. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I'm always like, no, you need to come in now and do it right (laughs) now. And, you know, God must look at me and smile constantly going, you are really a dope, but it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to entertain you for a little while here. I'm going to love you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sometimes you don't want to take the time to pray Mm -hmm. or you don't want to take the time to be with Jesus Mm -hmm. or whatever. And and the same is true. I mean, as long as we're here in the family room, we might as well talk about family. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I I don't want to be with my family. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like I've had enough right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but. It, it, I've got to remind myself to try to take that time. You know, if there is an opportunity mm-hmm. to, you know, this would be a good opportunity to spend some time with my son or mm-hmm. with my wife. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and not that you don't want to be with them, but right. sometimes we want to get away because it's like, yeah, you're grating on my nerves right now, whatever. It, exactly. Or or sometimes it's just something selfish. It's like, you know, I'd, I'd rather just sit and play solitaire on my phone. I want to chill. I want to chill for a minute. Well, I mean, we all have different temperaments, right? And sometimes you have to have time to recharge, re-energize, and be alone. But that's also where what's awesome for us is we can just say, okay, come Holy Spirit. I know that I'm tired. I really don't want to engage, but I can see that my son really needs somebody to talk to him right now about this situation. Or I can see that my daughter is really upset about what her friend just said or whatever it might be in your life or my mother-in-law really needs somebody to sit down next to her and mm-hmm. listen to her aches and pains whatever it might be right and you say okay come holy spirit just give me what i need to be able to be that person yeah, yeah. you know who has that gift is barbara because like i lose my mind <laughs> one of the kids will call or something and she just chats and i'm like how do you just like, I'm a terrible person on the phone. Like, I just want to get on, get the thing, get off. I think I'm like my father that way. <laughs> and she's like patient and listening. And there's never a time that she does not want to be quiet and listen. Hmm. Well, maybe I've said anything, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a gift. Um, and it's a great gift to give if you've got it. Yeah, so what are the gifts? So what are some of the gifts that God's given you that you can offer during this Advent to others? as we're all walking toward the amazing birth of our Lord Jesus. I'll tell you one of the things for me, and and I get this from my mother, she was just the the sweetest person ever. And she didn't get upset usually. I mean, yeah, she did. I mean, mother of five kids. <laughs> She's yeah. bound to get upset every now and then, you know? <laughs> but for the most part, especially when all the kids are adults, I mean, she, she just... She she was just a happy person, and it mm. was and and I think I've gotten a lot of that from her, mm-hmm. and I I try to remember to pass that along to people, you know mm. whether whether it's you know the four of us in this room or if it's you know I'm at Kroger and yeah you know the person in the checkout next or whatever I mean just yeah. try to pass that along as much as I can. That's a beautiful gift, Dave, and it it's such a, it's a gift that's not readily accessible these days. Oftentimes, everybody's so intense and so anxious and so sure. you know. But I have noticed that about you. Yeah, that that's you're true. that that's you're a, very even keel. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. gift. What about you guys? Yeah, now, looking at when when John was mentioning how Barbara's you know willing to listen, um, you know through my time praying and things like that, you know God's really tried to bring me to a you know. Shut your big mouth, not in a <laughs> negative way, 
But saying, look, at your time for teaching, your time for correcting is over for now. Mm. I need you to listen to people. Mm. I need you to not tell them. I need you to ask them. Huh? So you start to enter into their circumstances. How do you feel about that? What's really going on in your heart? Some people don't want to talk about it because it's too, you know, evocative of maybe a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. But God just changing my heart toward, you know, just sit and listen with people, you know, walk with people in their circumstances and not, you know, try to tell them how smart you are by teaching or correcting or whatever. And, yeah, you know, that's a challenge for me because I like being in those roles of coaching and teaching or whatever. Mm -hmm. And God's trying to push me to a point of, you know, I want I want other people to experience me, but in their own way, not you trying to tell them mm -hmm. how to experience me. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big challenge for me. But yeah, that's cool. What about you, John? I think um, I've I've learned that. <clears throat> pardon me. I've learned that uh, God gave me a gift to understand people to kind of like get people like mm -hmm. I sort of get what's going on in their head and their heart and I don't mean like I'm a mind reader or what all that mm -hmm. not at all I just kind of sort of understand where folks are coming from and it's really helped me a lot in my business for sure right mm -hmm. uh, negotiations and and I don't mean like hard bargaining I just mean understanding what people need mm -hmm. um and and it's it's a bit of a two-edged sword right because when you so I I think the gift to give, the, as you asked it, Mari, is there are times when I can see something going on in a person. And I'll usually take a minute to acknowledge that or write a quick note or something. But there's also times where I'm very lazy and I'm like, I know what that person needs right now. And I, I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, or the downside is I know what's going on and I can have a sharp tongue. And, and that's even worse when you understand. Right. So um, so I think it's the gift to give is, OK, if you get it. Just don't sit there. Do something about yeah, it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now you're in the hot seat. Oh, my turn. It's on you. Um, so I've, one of the gifts that, that I, I've been told that I have is calling out gifts in other people. Uh -huh. So seeing gifts in other people and encouraging them by calling their gifts out mm -hmm. and encouraging them to use their gifts or encouraging them by just naming their gifts. And people oftentimes are told what, they're, what they do wrong or what they don't do well or what they need to improve on, but just letting people know what they do well and what what an amazing gift they have that God's given them. And I always give the glory to God. I always say, you know, oh my gosh, God gave you such a beautiful gift of listening or being patient or being kind or being forgiving or whatever and just letting people know that I see that in them. Um, but I have to stop and take time to do that. And one of my other spiritual gifts like you, Craig, is teaching. And I love to teach and problem solve, but just like you, God sometimes goes, Enough of your mouth. <laughs> you, you just speak words of hope and truth and love into that person, and you don't have to help them solve all their problems or correct things or whatever, but just love them that way. That's a wonderful gift to have. And one of the things I pray for all the time is that God will help me to recognize my gifts and mm -hmm. to be able to utilize them, and also for my sons to yeah. know what their gifts yeah. are. Because yeah. I think a lot of people have tremendous gifts that they have no yeah. clue yeah. that they even have this yeah and so as we're heading into christmas all of these amazing gifts that we have right and lord we just uh, as we close out the family room today we just want to thank you amen 
Lord, we want to thank you for the gifts you've given to us. We want you. We want to thank you for the gifts that you encourage us to give to other people. We just thank you as we wait in joyful hope and anticipation for the birth of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dave, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. On mic. And yeah. listeners, please join us again here next week in the Family Room where we offer hope, encouragement, truth, and wisdom for families. Thanks for hanging out with us in the family room sponsored by Versprite. for more info go to thequestatlanta.com